This is the History of the World podcast with me, Chris Hasler. And this is the History of the World podcast, unscripted. Once again, this is a unscripted episode, and we're just going to do something a little bit different this week. It's going to be a short episode this week, and uh, we're just going to have a look at the world of YouTube and the History of the World podcast on YouTube. I'm astonished by how different the feedback and the type of people that listen to the podcast, or, or in, indeed watch the podcast on YouTube are. Now, often anyone that listens to the podcast regularly will know that I do read out some of the comments and reviews that have been left for the History of the World podcast on the various platforms that it's um, that it's live on. However, YouTube is a completely different animal and some of the feedback I get on there, well, to be honest, you know, I think some of it is probably worth sharing. So I'm going to introduce some of the comments made on that. It's going to be, um, let's say this is going to be one of my more immature episodes. So bear with me for this one. I just wanted to try something different and uh, explore these YouTube comments. And uh, don't worry, we'll get back to some normality at some point. There's been some constructive uh, stuff, but there's been some harebrained stuff. I warn you now, and uh, there's been some offensive stuff. So let's explore the world of YouTube. Now I'll give you a quick rundown of how we've arrived here. So why are we talking about YouTube when we're podcasting? Well, um, I would suggest that there's probably been around uh, I don't know, it's what let's see, twenty-four face, um, sixty-one, sixty-one podcast episodes in volume one and volume two combined. Now, a gentleman called Nick Barksdale, who has a channel on YouTube called The Study of Antiquity and the Middle Ages, approached me and said, "Look, I like your material. I'd like to make some YouTube videos." And a lot of you will already be familiar with these YouTube videos. But as, as so far, he's made about nine videos. He's uh, taken the audio from my podcast episodes and turned it into a video. And naturally, when you publish a YouTube video, you will get the comments below. And I'm sure that many of you have watched YouTube videos and you've been entertained or even shocked by some of the messages below those videos. Let's have a look at some of the ones that have been below our videos. Taz Mahal has written underneath the video for the, oh, bear with me a moment, the video for early dynastic Mesopotamia. So that's way back on episode one. He's written BCE before the current era, 1950. BC before Christ, zero. Uh, we've already been down this route, haven't we, in terms of using BCE as opposed to BC. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I understand 
whatever one I use, I'm going to get criticised by people who like the other one. So I can't win. Um, so I'm not going to try to. However, I did do a poll of around about 40 books in my library and I found that maybe, oh, I don't know, about 66% of them were uh, quoting BCE and the ones that did quote BC tended to be the older publications. So that gives you an indication as to, well, look, neither are right or wrong, you know, they're both right, they're both wrong. You know, it, it doesn't matter which one you use, really. Um, but if you are more sort of in terms of, you know, more respectful of Christ or you observe the religions of Jesus Christ, you're probably more inclined not to want to let go of the BC AD dating system. One of my favourite comments underneath the uh, the Hittites episode was by uh, David Prange, who put, very nice... I always ask English people to slow down and speak clearly when communicating with other English-speaking peoples from other parts of the world. Well done. So cool that this information is so publicly available. Thanks. So it's a very nice compliment from David Prange. He's probably a man who's got absolutely no English friends if he always asks them to slow down and speak clearly. Uh, W.M. Wiles has put under the Late Bronze Age Collapse video that his preferred speed for listening to my voice is 1.25 times the normal speed. So he, he he obviously thinks I talk far too slow and that if you turn me up to 1.25 it's a, a much more pleasurable listen. And uh, I see this quite often. So I take that as a compliment that I'm speaking slowly and clearly that um, some people want to speed me up. So I'll I'll try and take that as a compliment, I think. On the episode of the Assyrian um, culture, the Assyrian Empire, I should say, uh, Hippotus Hoppotus has said, Love this. I was kind of traumatised the other day after discovering the prehistory, ancient history community, only to find it steaming with supremacists and ethnocentrists. So glad to find this channel. I think that says it all about YouTube, to be honest. Now, underneath the episode about the Phoenicians, this is quite interesting now, Whammy Bard has put, at 20 minutes 45, he discusses Herodotus's recounting of a story he heard about Phoenicians circumnavigating Africa and how Herodotus himself doubted the story's veracity. He fails to mention a crucial detail in the story that, to us, confirms the story is true. Herodotus says the Phoenician explorers sailed south along the east coast of Africa until they turned west to get around what we today would call the Cape of Good Hope. At that point, the Phoenician sailors climbed that... or claimed, I should say, not climbed... The Phoenician sailors claimed that the midday sun was on their right. Herodotus regarded this as cause to disbelieve the story because, to the European worldview of the time, the sun being on your right when facing west was an impossibility. Of course, nowadays we understand that the Phoenicians had simply sailed into the southern hemisphere, so the midday sun appearing on their right when facing west would be perfectly natural and expected. That detail, one that caused Herodotus to doubt the story's truthfulness, 
is the very thing that proves the Phoenicians did indeed circumnavigate Africa. So sometimes you can get some fantastic insights into uh, into history from uh, from you know a surprise source, let's say, and um, that was something that I did encourage people to actually come back at me with, is if they did know anything more about that particular subject. So Whammy Bard uh, took the bait, and uh, thank you that he did. Like, I, I, hope that it was all true I didn't investigate the, the truth of it but I've got no doubt uh, or no reason to doubt its uh, truthfulness the most popular video though has to be the one about the ancient religion of Canaan and uh, and that area the Phoenicia area Canaan um, Joseph R.B. Palm Goodwin says this is all about math just as Cain and Abel is the story of a square or the quadratic equation measuring the difference between two variables, God of heaven versus God of flesh, this is the story of God of creation and its two bloodlines merging as God of heaven in earth. The wedding at Cana is a miracle but also a prophecy for the return date, birth order, name and time of birth for the God of creation who is to judge the living and the dead with a kingdom having no end. What? Now, obviously, the production of these videos, some of them have got some fantastic imagery in it, and and the one about um, ancient Mesopotamia showed some real close-up imagery, and it was very clear, vivid, and beautiful imagery of the standard of awe, and some of the artwork, the paintwork that went into that was like just you know, beautiful to look at and I'd encourage you to have a look at it. If you've not seen some of Nick's work, it is really pleasing to the eye. Um, however, uh, Jeffrey S. Tuttle um, said of the Ancient Egypt, the Religion of Ancient Egypt episode, uh, nothing really represents the thousands of years of phenomenal Egyptian art like some crappy CGI woman with a goose's head shaking her wings as if to say, come and get it, gamer. Well, I suppose the thing is you can't, you know, a lot of copyright with imagery and sometimes you've just got to settle for what you can get your hands on. I mean, I quite like the CGI woman with a goosey's head shaking her wings as if to say, come and get it, gamer. But, but I don't know, maybe I'm just sad and lonely. Now, uh, during the Minoan episode, I mentioned uh, something that I always felt was fundamental to this whole project of the history of humans. And I said that um, being human being human means that you are religious and religiousness is an aspect of, of the human mind, the human psyche. Uh, but someone's responded there... Um, someone called someone else has put if being human is to be religious I must be an alien no religious idea has ever stuck with me uh, that's put me in my box and under that deep and meaningful subject uh, about the migration of Indo-European languages uh, John Muir said uh, the narrator's voice reminds me of the voice of Michael Caine with a bit heavier accent thanks for that John now, I think it might have been in last week's uh, episode of the podcast that I mentioned uh, something about pronunciation of words. Uh, 
and uh, I got a good telling off this week and probably quite thoroughly deserved and, I, and I'm probably doing this all the time. Um, someone actually did tell me off for calling the uh, the monuments of the ancient world Victory Steels when I should have been calling them Victory Steelies. So, uh, well, actually the, the pronunciation is Victory Steely and the plural is Victory Steeler, uh, just to make it even more confusing. And uh, the word steely, uh, in another context, is pronounced steel. Uh, I've got no chance, have I, really? I might as well just give up. I also got a jolly good telling off on Facebook from uh, a young lady called Princeps Smashus Faces. It's got to be the best Facebook name I've ever come across, that one. That's uh, that's absolute genius. Uh, Princeps uh, Smashus Faces told me off of saying cognitive and she said like like she basically said you've invented a word there and I probably have I've probably been going through my whole life saying cognitive I should be I should be saying cognitive and that would be correct uh, cognitive is a word that I've made up and I've gone through my entire life without being corrected so um and well until this week until this week but um, Princeps Smashes Faces, she's a, a young lady from New Zealand, and um, she gave me some fascinating insight into her knowledge about ancient trade and monetary transactions between people. And I do hope that she does find the time to share her points of view on the forum, on the History of the World podcast forum which you can access through the Interact section and anyone can join in there and I'm very interested in everyone's point of view. And uh, I'm pleased to announce that Princeps Smashes Faces is now an, uh, part of the History of the World podcast Illuminati and that is a position held by all of those people who have contributed towards the podcast and the upkeep of the podcast. So thank you very much. And uh, not just uh, Princeps Smashes Faces, but also we have Leanna Kelly, Brent Bunyak and Mark Rolfs have all become members of the History of the World podcast Illuminati, all now contributing towards the success of the podcast. And I thank you very, very sincerely. And some good news for those people who have gone through the $50 all-time contributions threshold. So that means that you now are entitled to a gift pack and it's, look, I mean, it's nothing special. It's just like a token gesture. But the items have arrived with me. I've seen them. They've got the new logo on, the one that hasn't been published just yet. It will be published for Volume 3. And I'll be contacting each of you very soon to get your home addresses so that I can dispatch them. Hopefully they'll be with you before Christmas. So that's very exciting as well. Remember, if you do want to contribute towards the podcast, then do please go to the Patreon page, which can be accessed once again through the website, historyoftheworldpodcast.com, and uh, go to the Patreon link. You'll be able to make a monthly contribution there and contribute to the upkeep of this podcast, this ever-growing podcast. So thank you very much to everyone who has done that so far. I just want to mention before we do uh, sign off for this week 
that um, I think November the 19th is um, it's like a Patreon day. It's like a day where us podcasters have to... Um, we have to honour our patrons by some way and I might try and put out some form of YouTube video to show you uh, what kind of books I've been buying with the contributions that you have been kindly making to the upkeep of the podcast. So that's in the pipeline, but I'll come back to you on that one because I'm not really sure how I'm going to do that yet. I think my webcam is a, is a little bit rubbish, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, that's all for this week. Uh, if you do want to hear some more subjects that we've been covering, such as the ones that uh, we've been doing in the last unscripted episode, such as Thutmose the Third, the Mitanni, uh, etc., etc., if you do want to hear more about uh, a different aspect of our history that we might have only touched upon, um, then do please let me know. I'm considering uh, looking more closely at the Cassites next week because the Cassites interest me and, and they never got their own episode, so we might take a closer look at them. Um, but if you do want to see uh, anything more um, or hear about anything more, I should say, before the start of Volume 3 in December, then get in touch let me know. Anyway, have a great week, everyone, and... Until next week, cheerio. The History of the World podcast is available on many different podcast platforms. So please don't forget to rate and review us wherever you find us. Visit our website at historyoftheworldpodcast.com and email us at historyoftheworldpodcast at mail.com. Support the podcast at Patreon by clicking the Support the Podcast link at our website and join us on social media at Facebook, Twitter and Tumblr.